guys, it me, and I'm back with another episode of My Best Vintage Life. I hope that you are all doing so well and that you are having a nice holiday season and taking some time to do some nice things for yourself. It's an important thing to do, not just for others, but for you too. Um, if you're looking for any last minute gift options, I've been really good about getting things to the post office quickly. Um, in record time, actually. So if you want to shop the website for any last minute little gifts, um, I would suggest you do so probably by the end of this week, like Friday at the latest. And I think the deadline is Saturday for getting packages out for Christmas. Um, I would say if you're on the East Coast, maybe not. But if you're a West Coast person, I shipped something on Saturday last weekend and it got to the person in Seattle on Monday. So that was pretty fast. So I would definitely encourage you if you're on the West Coast, check out mybestvintagelifepodcast.com for any last minute Christmas gifts. Uh, East Coast might be able to pull it off, but I can't make any guarantees. My suggestion would be order by the 20th. And uh, I wanted to say thank you. I noticed I got some new ratings. Um, would love some new reviews to finish off the year. I've been super happy with where I am on the charts in multiple different countries. So if that keeps up, I'll be elated. And obviously, I'm grateful already. But I'm always grateful for more reviews. And obviously, I like your feedback. So um, if you could take the time to do so, that would be awesome. And just so you guys know, I'm now available on iHeartRadio as well. When I say I, I mean the podcast. Um, we are available on our iHeartRadio.com. And then I also applied for, um, it's some sort of, I don't know what it is. It's affiliated with Amazon. I'm just kind of waiting to hear back from them. Some, listen in, listen up, something like that. Um, but basically my podcast hosting site, Buzzsprout, kind of gives you a heads up when there's new platforms available to be featured on. And um, right now I'm, I've done every single one they offer. So I'm on Stitcher, Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And then there are a few if you're in like the Apple Podcasts that you already kind of like get placed into these other ones. Uh, Pocket Casts, I think, is one. And there's a few others. So Super excited about that. If you listen to iHeartRadio, you can catch me on there. Um, and don't forget to check out Instagram and Facebook. Follow us, like the page on Facebook. Um, I've been posting some really fun content from a photo shoot that I did with a local photographer. Her name is Samantha Payne. We kind of did just like um, a fun little mini photo shoot in the warehouse. And the pictures will be photos that I'm using for my Best Vintage Life Academy uh, for the website there. So it's just fun sometimes to do a little photo shoot for yourself. That could actually be a great Christmas present for somebody that you don't know what to buy them. Like their own little photo shoot. It doesn't have to be anything serious. It could be with their pets or if they have a really nice house in their house. You know, it just it felt good to do. It felt like a really creative, lighthearted time so I was I was happy to do it and Sam was great um my current obsession at the moment so I just have my fireplace cleaned I think I'm gonna do my first fire tonight so obviously I can't wait to get home and uh and do that so if you have a fireplace and you're using it isn't it lovely it's just the nicest thing the guy that cleans my chimney actually suggested that I can do um 
a gas insert and get a rebate from the state of California because it's more, you know, friendly for the environment. However, I will say this much, it's hard to find a replacement for a wood-burning fireplace. It just has that traditional vibe and feel and, you know, not dissing anybody that has a gas fireplace, but I don't know. I just don't think I'm there yet. I don't burn that much that I'm really causing a lot of environmental harm. I always pay attention. Like in California, we have burn days where you can't burn. Um, I don't think people listen to that. People in my neighborhood definitely don't listen to that. And I'm not surprised, but I do. So I feel like I do my part. I won't burn on those days. I only burn on the days where it says like discouraged. But obviously that is a little bit different when it says not allowed. So... Uh, Chalupa is currently um, making a nest next to me. She likes to nest. So I have little sheepskins for her. And if she can't see me or if I'm not giving her my full attention, she will make a little nest next to me. I'm trying not to turn my head away from the microphone. So I'm kind of giving her the side eye. Um, but I just kind of want her to to uh, to chill out and lay down. Chalupa, lay down, baby. Lay down, little girl. If anybody else has a dog, I feel like she's part rat terrier, and I feel like it's definitely a rat terrier thing. Um, they like to, like, nest when they're making their bed. So, okay, she laid down. Good. Good girl. Um, oh, and if you also need any last-minute gifts, Folane is great. I am a natural beauty ambassador for Folane, and I was on their website the other day. They have so many great products. I can't even name them all, so... If you need last minute stocking stuffers or just a little gift to treat yourself to get through the holiday madness, I would suggest looking there. Uh, my code for 15% off is REF, R-E-F underscore basic bougie Bridget. Bougie is B-O-U-G-I-E. And um, that is also my personal Instagram name. So that is pretty much it for my little, little opening tidbits. Uh, so I wanted to end the year with kind of like a new year's theme instead of doing another holiday themed episode i actually did a really great um incorporating vintage into your holiday look episode last year and if you didn't listen to that you should and then i have a instagram highlight section with all these inspirational looks um that is still available from last year. So I would definitely check those out or maybe re-listen to them if you're struggling this year with something to wear. But I, I didn't want to do that again. Maybe I'll do it next year and kind of like update it. But um, I wanted to have more of a New Year's feel for this last episode of the season. Uh, so this episode is about... New Year's resolutions that you can come up with that involve vintage. So we're going to call them vintage resolutions. I think... You know, resolutions are so much more easy to keep up with when they're small things, small attainable steps. A lot of people set weight loss goals, work goals, uh, money goals, and I think they kind of have like these lofty expectations for themselves. And I think it's so much easier to fall off, uh, you know, fall off the tracks when when you make such a big goal. So I tried to stick with small little things. And a lot of this can go hand in hand with, you know, uh, thrifting and used clothing as well, not just vintage. Um, So if there's some thrifters out there listening that are going more for like the second hand for then the vintage, I think a lot of this can apply to you as well. Um, And I think that they're really great goals to share with your friends and family. And they don't cost much. That's another thing. There's not a lot of cost involved. Uh, So I, I came up with 10 
Um, and if you have any, feel free to to let me know as well, and I would love to share them on, on Instagram. So my first one is a very simple one, and it would be buy more vintage, buy less fast fashion. So I don't need to tell you, I've told you before, and a lot of you know this, that fast fashion is a monster, and we keep feeding it. And I don't necessarily mean you and and I, but we as a collective whole keep feeding this monster and it's hungry and it's just going to keep producing more of the bad things that people who truly love vintage and love secondhand, the things that we hate. So if you can buy more vintage or buy more secondhand and buy less fast fashion, that in and of itself is a really great resolution does it cost you money? Sure, because you're buying something. But do you want to go to, and I'm not going to say any store names, but do you want to go to that store? You insert whatever store you hate the most in the fast fashion world. Um, do you want to go there and spend $20 and get some crappy whatever shirt, jeans? God knows. At this point in time, you can probably get like six different things for that amount of money there. Um or do you want to go to a thrift store or a vintage store or a consignment shop and spend that amount of money? Maybe get less stuff, but get things that, you know, you're, they're not going into a landfill. They're not going to a third world country that's already inundated with used clothing. Think of it that way. Okay. Your money might not go as far, but it's going far, it's going further in a different way because ultimately the less fast fashion we buy, the better it is for the planet, for the people making it, it just, we need to send that industry a signal. And I think one of the best signals to send is people just stop buying it. And if you can't cut back all the way, then cut back by half, cut back by a quarter and slowly work your way into it. I'm going to say something really brutal here and I might lose listeners over it or I might lose some of your respect for it. But if you're let's I'm just gonna say 30 if you're over 30 and your wardrobe is still like completely fast fashion you need to rethink you need to rethink that okay I had my wake up with fast fashion in like my mid-20s and I slowly started cutting back over the year um but once you hit like true adulthood you you read you really need to think about what you're buying because in your 20s, I get it. There's kids in college. It's cheap. I've been there. I used to go to the mall and spend tons of money at H&M and at Forever 21. We all did. But once you hit a certain age, I don't think you have as many excuses as to why you're not buying better made things that are more environmentally friendly. So really set some goals for yourself if you're at that point in your life and you feel like your entire closet is made up of fast fashion brands. Um, and I think really starting this this year, 2020, it's the start of a new decade, although I will say I think the old 20s, the 1920s were probably a cooler time than what we're in right now um, with the depression and everything even. Um, just, yeah, try to buy less fast fashion, please. I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure a lot of other people would agree. And something that... Um, that Art said, this was one of his suggestions for a, re- a resolution, was, you know, start start small, kind of like I said, you know, with the percentage thing. 
or maybe his suggestion was like pick a category so okay um i buy a lot of crappy fast fashion shoes i spend 20 dollars on a pair of shoes and then in a month the sole's wearing off or the heel heel tap came out okay well then make shoes your goal that year okay i'm going to take the money i would have spent on a bunch of crappy shoes and i'm going to invest in one or two nice pairs i'll get myself a nice pair of shoes every six months with the money that i would have been spending monthly or bi-monthly on a crappy pair so pick a category and and revamp that in your life if you don't want to do like the percentage thing and work on your entire wardrobe at the whole time work on a specific category i think that's a i thought his suggestion was really good and i think maybe for some people they like their lives categorized um, into organizational groupings like that. So if that's more helpful for you, I think that's a really great resolution as well. Pick a category and slowly start swapping out the bad for the good. Another idea that I had for a resolution, number three, uh, would be to learn how to repair your clothes, whether that be the modern day clothing you own, vintage that you own. If you can repair it, especially if it's not able to be worn because of damage, then you'll get so much more mileage out of it if you repair it. Maybe take a sewing class. Ask a friend who knows how to sew or a family member, hey, why don't you come over I'll cook you dinner and, you know, we'll pop open a bottle of wine, bring your sewing machine and we'll mess around with it. Have a sewing night or get a group of like friends together and do a sewing night. Um, you know, find a way, even if it's not even a machine, learn how to do a hand stitch, watch some YouTube videos, um, how to hem pants, how to take in a seam, take out a seam. Those little things I think can really help because I know there's a bunch of people who have items that are in their closet or in their drawers or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I don't wear this because it's missing that or the zipper's broken or there's a hole. Well, that would be one more item you'd have in your wardrobe if it was fixed. So try to educate yourself, learn a new skill. And I think that can be done for a relatively cheap amount of money and you would have something new that you know how to do. I mean, how often past college or high school do we really learn new skills? I think that the gift of education is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself. So consider learning a new skill and learning how to sew or how to do repairs. Sorry, guys, there's a loud truck going by. I'm going to take a sip of water while it goes by. Okay. Um, let's see. I kind of went out of order in my notebook. <laughs> okay, so uh, this will be number, I'm rewriting my numbers. Um, number four, buy vintage furniture and housewares. So this is one area where I feel like people really are already going further than what they do for their clothing. Um, but I there are probably also other people who just buy all their furniture at Ikea as well. Oh, I said I wasn't going to say any brands. <laughs> I just forget I didn't say that. Um, I Actually, I shop at Ikea, but I try not to get furniture there. I get smaller things, and I like their food and their, like, candies and their ice cream. <laughs> but um, 
with your furniture and housewares, I think there are so many outlets, whether it be thrift stores or actual stores dedicated to vintage housewares um, or like small dealers that set up at flea markets, whatever, especially if you're in the California area in general or the West Coast, there's so many good outlets for it. And I think um, as long as you're really careful about what you're bringing into your home in terms of um, pests, because there's, I think, a lot greater risk of bringing them in with vintage housewares versus clothing. I mean, I guess it's about 50-50, but, um, you know, just being careful and mindful about that. But you can really, um, instead of buying some, like, cheap made overseas dresser or nightstands or plant stand, whatever, you can find a lot of options through people who are selling vintage pieces. So I definitely think if you're not ready to make the clothing commitment yet, then maybe make the commitment for your home. And take that, you know, an extra step and start sourcing um, for items that are, you know, timeless pieces that are made well and are made to last. Obviously, if they still exist today, that says a lot, especially if it's a piece from the 60s or the 70s. Um, Next would be, and this is kind of like a year-long thing, buy vintage gifts for birthdays and the holidays. Um, I think some of the best gifts people have ever given me have been vintage pieces. Now, I'm probably a little bit biased because, you know, it's my passion and I love it so much. But um, I think you can really find just like something for just about everyone um, in a vintage gift. It could be like uh, a vintage cookbook for somebody who likes to cook or vintage glassware. Um you know, like maybe a vintage planter for someone who likes plants. You know, not everybody is super into vintage clothes because some people are grossed out by it and and that I understand um, because it's not for everyone. But I think like if you can find like knickknacks, odds and ends, small housewares, books, record, like vinyl, all of those things make really great gifts. So why not instead of buying something that's going to produce more well, just all these bad things, I don't need to list them um, in our planet. Why not buy something old and your gift will stand out as unique and I think maybe a little bit more genuine because you you did something a little outside of the box and I think that'll set your, your gift apart for sure. My next suggestion would be to use Vintage as a platform to do good. And I really think that... Um, this is more geared toward people who run a, a vintage business. Um, so maybe you are looking for a way to help people turn more toward buying vintage, but there's some people that are deterred from it for whatever reasons. Well, maybe find a way to draw them in by doing good. So if there's an organization that speaks to your heart or you know someone who just maybe lost a loved one or or lost their home in a fire or, you know, any any like awful, terrible situation, maybe donate a portion of your proceeds to to a cause and let people see that and say, okay, not only is what this person is selling, it's a greener way to be, it's better for the planet, it's better for the, the people of this planet in general. But not only that, but it's doing good in some way. I feel good because I'm giving this person money and they're going to in turn take that money and give a portion of it and continue helping even more people. So why not 
maybe pick a month where you know your sales are going to be really good or where you've had a really good month. And, you know, maybe if it's after the fact, you can post something on your social media. Hey, if you made a purchase this month, I'm going to donate X percent of it or a dollar for every whatever amount um, to, to a good cause. And I think that would really be a good way to to do good, to feel good, to do good. Those are the main things. Um, but to really help other people feel like they're doing good as well. It's not just about buying a cool top or a cool book or a cool table. There's more to it than that. There's, there's the power to do good. Um, my next suggestion would be learn to mix vintage with with new brands. And when I say um, new brands, I mean like small batch made in the USA brands. Um, research brands in your city, whether you're on the East Coast, West Coast, um, in the middle of the country. Look into the city or the town where you live and see, is there anybody making small batch um items of clothing maybe they make tops maybe they make pants maybe they make like small capsule collections but I really really think one of my favorite things to do is to mix vintage pieces with pieces that are new but they're made so much better than anything you're going to get overseas they're made by someone who you know is proud of what they're doing and it's there's more to it for them than people that are working in sweatshops that are just trying to survive and barely doing so and no one really cares about them um i really like the idea of buying made in the usa items especially small batch ones and even better ones that use dead stock fabric or remnant fabric just because when we take the business away from fast fashion and give it to people like, you know, any of your favorite brands that do small batch, um, that makes a statement and that's, that's really important to do. And if you have specific brands that you'd like me to share on Instagram, I'd be happy to do so. I mean, I know quite a few people already that I love and that I buy from. And once again, like a lot of people aren't drawn to the small batch providers because they, it's typically a more expensive price point, but it all kind of goes back to the same thing where it's like, okay, maybe spend X amount of dollars every six months or so on a capsule wardrobe for yourself instead of spending all this money on these garbage clothes that are just going to, they're not even going to make it through the thrift store because they're garbage and they're just meant to be disposable. So I really suggest learning how to mix uh, vintage with modern clothing. And I think it's it's a really great statement to make, and it gives you an edge, and it doesn't look so contrived, especially. I mean, there are some people out there that like the true vintage look, and they like to have a costumey feel to their look. I think that speaks true for, like, a lot of people that do, like, the 50s, um, the 50s vibe. You know, they, they really do want to look like they're from the era. There's nothing wrong with that, but if you're looking for a more um, everyday vibe, I think mixing vintage with... Um, you know, these small batch made in the USA newer pieces is, is the right way to go. Something, my next suggestion, and it's something that I do, and I think that everyone needs to learn how to do, no matter what type of clothing you wear, is you need to learn to rethink your wardrobe. Um, 
you know, it's winter time for a lot of us, not all of us that are listening, but maybe, maybe where you are, you're going to have a rainy night coming up. You don't have any plans. Go to your closet or your rolling rack, whatever you keep your clothes in and kind of just start playing around and say, okay, this is how I've worn this, but how can I wear it in the future and get more use out of it or get more outfits out of it? And one of the best ways to do that is just kind of document. I mean, most of us have smartphones now or we have some sort of digital camera. Make like a folder of outfit ideas. Just take a picture. You do accessories, do shoes. And then, you know, on a morning where you're running late for work or you just don't feel like looking cute, well, you'll have all these ideas and your wardrobe will go a million miles further because you put in a small amount of time just to figure out, okay, what else can I do to wear this more often or what else can I wear this with? And I really think that having vintage in your wardrobe can really extend the life of your outfits because it always gives things a little bit of an edge and it's kind of more fun to play with than than basics. So you know, pick that favorite vintage piece, put together a few outfits and say, okay, can I wear this vintage piece with all of these? And see what makes the most sense for you. Do some editing and then document it. And you'll thank me, believe me. (laughs) Um, And it's, to me, it's something that doesn't seem like, it's like, okay, yeah, that seems like a no brainer, but it's definitely not for a lot of people, especially people that aren't as geared toward fashion as I am or as maybe some of the people listening are. It's definitely not a no-brainer for most people. So um, if you do this, if you end up taking on that project, have fun with it. Send me some pictures. I would love to see the progress that you make. But the most important thing is, is just to rethink and reuse without buying more and taking on that consumerist attitude. It's also a really good time to Evaluate if any of your clothing needs repairs or maybe there's something that your sister or your cousin, your friends had an eye on for a long time and you've kind of outgrown it. You can pass it on to them. So always a good time to kind of do some reflecting on your wardrobe. It kind of sounds shallow because there are many more important things for us to be reflecting upon. But um, if it's going to benefit the planet in the end... I think that it's a-okay to be to be reflecting upon it. So that's another suggestion there. And my my last um, resolution is a pretty simple one. All I said in my notes was, whenever you go to buy something new, whatever it is, just pause for a minute and ask yourself, could I buy this vintage? Or could I buy this secondhand? Could I buy this used? Now I'm going to tell you right now, there are some things where, no, you can't, you know, I wouldn't suggest, um, you know, having a, your whole like underwear drawer being vintage underwear or vintage bras, um, you know, maybe like one or two cute ones that you like died or did something cool with, but obviously there are just certain things that you can't, but if you can, that's a really great resolution to have throughout the year. It's just to take that, that moment of, of thought and say, okay, you know what? I don't need to get this from that company. I could maybe go on Etsy or go on eBay or go to my local flea market or go to the used bookstore or the vintage housewares furniture store. Let me reach out to that that vintage dealer I know on Instagram and ask them if they have anything like this. Just that 
those few little moments of um, thoughtfulness can really go a long way, especially for your bank account, because for the most part, a lot of the vintage stuff that you're going to buy is, is going to be cheaper. If you're buying used or secondhand, it's going to be cheaper. So it's helping so many people, especially yourself. Um, so just take that moment and say, okay, can I do better here? Can I do better than buying from that big box store or buying from that fast fashion chain or you know X, Y, and Z or that big, big website that gets you things very quickly? Um so, you know, just kind of take a moment and think, does it have to be that way or can I do better? And that's really my last resolution um, in this list of 10. So if you have any vintage uh, New Year's resolutions that are maybe ones that I miss or ones that you come up with after the episode goes live, I'd love to hear them and share them. I'm always happy to share anything that you want me to totally open to it and and love hearing your stories so um next year I'm going to get my um my best vintage life academy live I don't have a set date yet it is a lot of work um in the beginning so be patient with me but um you know the price points are going to be really really great um and affordable for you to have a monthly subscription And I think that if you want to learn more about vintage and truly pursue vintage, then I think it's it's the right way to go for sure for you. Or it could be a really great gift for someone um, that you know is is interested in the subject matter. And in the meantime, don't also forget to check out IGTV. Um, I did a vintage book tour of my house. And if you can't figure out how to get to IGTV, just send me a message on Instagram at my best vintage life podcast. And um, I can help you out because there's some other really cool videos there that if you're a new listener, you might not have seen yet. And you know what? That's really all I have, guys. So happy holidays. Um, If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. And uh, I really wish nothing but the best for you Um, for the new year. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. I just I just feel so supported. And um, it means a lot to me to know that you're you're listening and giving me good feedback. I kind of started this not knowing um, what it was going to be, and it's definitely exceeded my expectations. So um, just happy to do it and happy to be here, and I can't wait to to bring you more fun content next year and, and keep this going for as long as you're willing to listen. So happy holidays, happy new year, and stay safe and don't be basic. Bye. Thank you.